I'll will, will you will you cut the uh, time when I fucked up? <laughs> Can you? Uh, Because I get a little bit excited. So time for me. I'll be honest. I'm not even sure which time you're talking about. I think it was when Doom Time asked her three questions at once, and she just went um, one question. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I, I was excited too. <laughs> I think we're all yeah. riled up because of the ten announcement. I was just curious how you landed the job of mod. Like, were you already familiar with the guys on the team, or did you know someone in particular, or did they just reach out to you through an ad? Well, it's a little bit complicated story. Some people in the team know each other, and some don't. But everyone is connected to at least one person in team. I know Bolzaro, Deck, and Jijun studied in same college, and a friend on the team told me about Solderland. He explained how they progress in this project and their goals. Then I read the white paper and the other stuff. So it seemed very brilliant to me. So then they asked me to join as a mod, become a bridge between users and the team. Well, I couldn't say no. So I'm here. <laughs> That's awesome. You and the other mods. I remember whenever the project first got kicked off, there, there were no mods in the chat. And it was kind of the Wild West as far as what was going on. Actually, uh, I think Apollo got the first warning ever after about two months into the project. There, it was pretty much say what you want, do what you want. And there wasn't a whole lot of moderation going on. So whenever you guys showed up, there was a lot of questions about, oh, we've never seen these people. <laughs> who are they? And you guys didn't really talk a whole lot in the beginning. So there was a lot of questions about who you guys were and, and how you guys found the project and and that sort of thing. Yeah, well, there still, still are. We have no idea who you are. <laughs> Sneaky. <laughs> yeah, which is good. You know, that's why we're doing this podcast. And we're glad you're on so that you can fill us in and we can get to know you guys a little better. You we know also- what? It was, it was so scary for me because I was thinking like, oh my God, are they going to love me or not? I feel of like they are hating me. Like, you know. I think we do love everyone from the team. Yeah. Love you, I see. I love you guys too. I mean, Ludwig <laughs> about four messages and we love him, so, or her, so. You know, I noticed that Ludwig, just recently I was looking through, I don't remember where I saw it at, but I noticed that as, in addition to being a mod, Ludwig is also a developer, so maybe that's why he doesn't send as many messages. Yeah, it's on the website. We also have two new people with us today that haven't been on the recording before. We have J Cream, which I'm sure everybody knows about from the chat because he's super active you want to go ahead how did you find the project? Yeah, I basically just um, saw like on social media some like influencers talking about NFTs and uh, that it's the next big thing. And yeah, it kind of like made me wonder or like made me do the next step to get into the NFTs and I don't know, informing myself. And I was looking through like this soul, um, the rarity tools thing. I think that everyone should know in the space for new projects and I looked through some of those and they didn't catch me really, you know. So then I found Solderland and I saw the full working demo and that kind of sound very good to me because it's the NFT space, it's it's basically just fundraising. So I think it was pretty risky for like projects that are like promising stuff and the next big thing and that don't deliver anything to like the investors. So like in the beginning, NFTs were basically like the Kickstarter of the crypto space. 
you know, nobody was really yeah. offering anything but wanting to take everything. And that seems to be kind of what, based on the past episodes and people we've had on, it seems to be the key feature that really drug everybody in was the working demo beforehand. Because, yeah. I mean, really, that's huge. There's some projects who started way before Solderland and they still don't have a working product yeah. to put out. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's you can't start building a company without using some resources, you know, put in money first to put money out you know that was kind of like something that made me dig deeper into the project and kind of like fall in love with the team like they're so talented and um, as well with the community and basically the only project i invest now since yeah it's the same way it's the same way i am like i, I even tried recently i tried to get into another project that um i want to whitelist on through Solderland, the uh, Nezumis. And for about three days, I was super invested into it. And I did end up minting it. But man, I just, I just, I'm so hooked into this, this treasure hunt, the story mode. And they, they have so many things that keep me tied in. And then the things that I have going on in my personal life, I just can't find time. I, I minted that project last weekend and I still haven't even staked yeah, uh, the exactly. NFTs that I have. And, it, and there's nothing to that. But I'm spending all my, I'm just like, oh, I got to find this next tent. I don't have time to go stake these. Yeah. That's so true like as well with like nezumis i was in there too because of you guys basically just like said uh, go take a look it has a lot of similarities to solderland didn't catch me like the same way solderland did you know yeah, solderland super unique yeah yeah solderland is bringing updates in like two weeks apart that are projects like working on for like months that's they're putting out every two weeks some something new something for the community and other projects are working like two or three months for the same result. You know, it's really uh, amazing, to be honest. So the other over newcomer is Doomtide. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was just about to get to. <laughs> yeah, just give him a chance. But yeah, so the other person we have with us today is Doomtime. I don't know. And, you know, I just recently kind of got to know him a little bit through this treasure hunt. He was in the uh, Stella Lepus clan. I can't remember how we got the invite. We, we had some criteria that we were selecting people by and he met one of those criteria and we brought him in and he turned out to be a great asset in the clan and uh, he seems to be a really great guy. Doomtime, how'd you figure out how to get involved with such a great project like Solderland? Yeah, hi guys, I'm Doomtime and I'm in the Solderland pro project actually since about a week before the demo launched. I was very early on, I think uh, Ghostly was uh, connecting with me through uh, the Stella Lepus, that's how I landed in the clan, which I'm really grateful for. Um, and I got involved with the project because I really liked the idea of having an interactive web browser game in the NFT space. And uh, I fell in love with the project soon enough. And I think it's it really shows how dedicated the team is because they start building even if they didn't have any fund yet. So the demo was really a way to show the community what they can achieve and what more will be possible. I didn't realize you were there a week before. So you were there before I was even there. If you were there a week before the demos, I didn't show up until I think the demo was live for about a week whenever I, when I first showed up. So you're like super OG, like you're, you're further OG than I am. <laughs> yeah, at, the, at first it was, it was really difficult to organize the mining because we all had, we all thought we had to organize the mines so you, we, uh, we can distribute every person to the mines. So we have many people in the same, but don't overcrowd them. And at first it was really difficult to handle that. And later we learned that that's not even the case. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
remember posting the mines and all that. That's actually how the feud between uh, Ghosty and Jar Jar started. You know, trying they, that whole thing started from mm-hmm. them trying them arguing about what was correct and what wasn't mm-hmm. about the mines and and how to assign people to them. It's weird to think back to that time <laughs> that we've come this far. It seems like it's been years and it's only been six months. That's so yeah, true. Yeah, look who's left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we also have James back with us. Now, I had to put his picture on some milk cartons and I uh, put out some missing flyers to get him back, but he is back with us today. You see, I've got, I had to take up a real real life job to be able to fund my addiction for bunnies. <laughs> He's going broke on bunnies. He had to go find some, some additional income so he didn't get kicked out of his house. And then we also have Charlotte with us today Hello. who's starting to become a staple. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> think about that like the, the all the beef with Jaja originated with Ghosty. I had I never, no I idea. Yeah, me neither. I mean, yeah, that's actually I think yeah. that I think the beef started with Char Char himself, not with yeah. everyone everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really it, it really was. It really was him that started it. You know, he just has a he had a chip on his shoulder from the very beginning. And Ghosty wasn't one to really take any flat. Two uh, strong minded people coming together and you know it is what it is we don't have to hash all that back out we've had plenty of time to talk about that yeah that's, that's true so As uh, it was it was so hard for us i mean moderators because there was always a fight is happening and trying to stop it like what the fuck are we gonna do like that's a good was, point like we've never yeah. talked about this from a moderator's point of view because we've always talked about how you know what moderators should you know in our in our personal groups you know oh they should be doing this or they should be we doing that or how come they're not all the time just say it <laughs> so so what was it like being a moderator during during that time when well, all that was it was scary and hard because um, we were new in the community. So we were like, what are we going to do? They're always like fighting and how can we stop it? Like It was, yeah, it was hard for moderators. Sanctional organized nursery. I, I believe you. Well, you know, what's funny is that uh, Jar Jar was actually in SOG when it first started. You know, we tried to give him a chance and there was a lot of flack when I let him in. They were, they were like, man, we're going to let him in. I was like, man, we'll give him a chance. You know, he, he was hearing the demo. You know, he wants to be in. We'll see how it goes. And then, you know, he, he just started that same FUD attitude in the SOG server is what was going on. You know, the same the same actions he was taking in the in the uh, Solderland server. And we, we booted him out and it was like it lit a fire under his ass because after that, you know, it was just all hell broke loose. Personally, I'm really upset that he rugged because I really wanted to beat him fair and square in the clan wars, which in the end, all of the SOG derivatives, so SMC, SL, and Outlaw Buddies all beat Jax. Even Jar Jar wasn't there, but it still had the same effect. (laughs) I was just really happy that all three of us beat him. There was a running inside joke that uh, no matter it, he had to win first place or he got beat by SOG. No matter who won, if he didn't get first place, he was beat by SOG. I'm just happy that the people who won won. I think, I think the, the final the final battle was just absolutely fucking insane. I know Balzaro said that he was uh, basically on the edge of his seat the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was really... It was a lot more than I expected. I did not expect to be 
so invested into the clan war as much as I was like, I knew I was going to be a part of it and I knew I was going to participate and, you know, it was going to be fun. Like I was looking forward to it, but I, I got so invested into it and it, it was awesome all the way up until the very end. Like I, who would have thought that it would have came down to the last battle as time was running out as to who was going to win. I'm really curious to know at the very start, did any of like the mods or devs have any like preference on who was going to win? Not like all they're my favorite but oh i think they're gonna win well i was thinking that smc and stella lipas will go to head to head you know well i was yeah. guessing that but i wasn't sure none of us it's was so sure unpredict- so unpredictably right a census between us even in our own clan uh amongst the people who were at the top of it and kind of pulling the strings was we weren't gonna win when, when it yeah. first started out we we did not expect to win and it was it was really exciting, especially watching the Clan Wars Logs channel in Discord. We were yeah. like, oh my God, this clan is attacking the other one. Who will win? Gotta <laughs> grab some popcorn and watch. Like, when, the amount really of great. thought that went behind every single attack. Every attack that we that we did was a choice between two contingency. We had two, two op, like four options of things we could do. And then of that, two of them would be put to the clan to a vote. And then if any of them failed, there were contingency after they failed so every single attack that we did had at least three or four hours of planning behind it it was insane yeah james and i would stay up late at night and just brainstorm on okay well if we do this then this is going to happen and then well what if we do this well well, what if what if we let this clan uh, go ahead and attack or what if we sit back like i think we put probably way too much thought into it but i guess you can't really say that because we had no no intention of or no thoughts of winning and, and we ended up winning like that final battle I, I i did not think we were gonna win i we had every single person we could possibly have in our defense except apollo yeah except apollo <laughs> and that's because we were actually planning on attacking zez's clan you should have gonna- seen team's chat when we saw the last battle like it was like really um unexpected and shocked us all we were like oh my god who's gonna win who's gonna win Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it shocked us too because we had we had like James said we planned out everything as far, as close as we could to the smallest detail and we never even considered for a second that SMC was going to attack us. And we had everybody in defense just in case they did, but we didn't think that they would attack us that close to the end of the war. We they were already ahead of us, so we thought that the safest move for them would to just be put everybody in defense and hope that you know they have enough they have everybody in and then we were planning okay we're going to attack zez's clan and then hope that we don't get attacked while attacking them and then that'll that'll give us the points and then literally we were all getting ready to pull our our bunnies out of defense if if smc would have waited literally one minute longer we would have had everybody out of defense because yeah. and that's and that's why apollo was not in defense because he had we we were discussing okay we're getting ready to attack everybody was in in the in the server and then Apollo pulled his bunnies and then it said, it said you are under attack by a SMC clan. And everybody was just like, holy shit. You know, this everybody, it was like you throw up your hands, right? Like you're just kind of like, well, you know, all that planning for nothing. I guess we'll I guess we'll see how it goes. It, you know, I had kind of the feeling that SMC would do that because we said like we were talking about attacking Zaz's clan and we were discussing it like for an hour or so. And I was like. I knew that like SMC would do that because they know they are stronger, you know. So basically, just bought hella items in the marketplace 
for defense, like, you know, the cannons and stuff. I just bought them. Jake just saved us all. (laughs) We only beat them by 9k, though, which sounds like a lot, but it's not a lot when you consider that that's the majority of our SP comes from our whales to the point where I think if maybe even one or two whales pulled out, probably even one pulled out of our defense, we would have lost. That's how close it was. It was literally down to the point where if one person pulled out, we would have lost. It was insane. And that was really kind of the hardest part of the whole clan wars. It, it wasn't necessarily the plan, the planning on who to attack and when to attack. It was more of getting everybody on the same page at the same time, because with everybody being at a different part of the world and in a different time zone, it, it's hard to announce in enough time exactly what you're going to do, especially with there being the cooldowns and you don't know if another clan is going to attack. Yeah, I think we found what was... I want to call it a bug, but it's not a bug because I think SMC used it unintentionally against us at some point as well. But the towers release your bunnies five minutes after the towers ends. So the towers ends on the hour and then fire, and then your bunnies release five minutes past the hour. So if you start an attack just before on the hour, you have nine minutes to assign your bunnies where the opposition who you're attacking can't get their bunnies into defense because they're locked out in which case they basically remain at zero sp which was it was a brain fuck but it worked so (laughs) (laughs) but i i I think we learned that when we got attacked ourselves right and then we took advantage of that bug for the next attack (laughs) i don't don't think they realized that that's what they did i think they just saw that their bunnies got taken out of the towers so they attacked us i jumped because when we did it they kind of called it out, I think. I yeah, they didn't know about it. It feels, like, it feels like months ago. Yeah, I almost have a hard time remembering it. So much happens, that's why. I was not aware of how much work you put into it. I knew that it was much work, but like you said, you may, you spent many hours or uh, yeah, or so on every attack. That like That's like very huge. But I, I really loved how everyone was involved in the clan wars and everything. And every attack was really nerve-wracking and... <laughs> people showed up and they were like oh my god oh my god we are gonna attack someone (laughs) it was really fun yeah it was i was really like always watching the announcements and still alipos just to not miss any plan you guys have in store for like the clan wars so i always tried to be there if you guys needed any member so and uh, it did work out i have to confess something Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I was checking all the clans' discords to see what the hell is going on. Oh, you joined all the clans' discord? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah, I checked all of them. You betrayed us. Oh, my God. No, I'm not. I didn't tell anybody, even my team. I kind of thought that was the case. but it didn't bother me. You know, I didn't think much of it. I, but I did think that you were probably in other clans. And that was mostly based off of the SOG server that we had. Because when SOG started to get really big, uh, Puffy did the same thing. He, he joined our clan. And I thought it was a little suspicious that he would just want to join our clan. Because the big thing that they that they had about themselves was that they wouldn't have favoritism towards any particular group. Because then that would kind of poison the game. If it were that way. Yeah, it would be a bias. And so uh, we actually what I really liked about the early days was we actually had spies. We had people in our server that were designated as spies. Charlotte was one. Yeah, actually. I heard about it. We had the legit Cold War in Solarland. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, she was in um, 
Jack's clan. And actually my, my son was in Jack's clan from the start all the way until the very beginning. So I had a direct. She wasn't just in Jack's. She was leading it. <laughs> yeah, she was leading it at one point. Yeah, she had like, well, a, like a general role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We have really good spies. They're trained well. But um, yeah, and we we saw that that Puffy was in there as well. And so at that point, I kind of knew, yeah, he's he's just checking everything out to see to see well, how we had to check because you know at the beginning, like it was so complicated the situations and the other stuff. We have to check. Like Puffy and I checked all the discords to make sure that everything is going well. But that's all. Yeah, I remember like Puffy saying. After he, I, I think it was after he spied on SOG because he saw we had like 700 members or so. It was like writing in, in general, like you have to work on your tactics, I think, or something like that. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, sent, me a, yeah, yeah. he sent me a DM, yeah, yeah, saying that uh, because we were getting ready to set up, we were doing a lot of really neat things in SOG. And, there, and there's a lot that I really miss about that because there was a lot that we could have, have done with that. Um, but, I, you know, I don't have any regrets with it, with the decisions that we made. But we were getting ready to start taking in donations from uh, whether it be Solder or Magic Carrot or, or whatever. And, and we had some pretty big plans for how we were going to do do something like the Beaver Mint, for instance. We didn't know it was Beavers at the time, but we knew Soul Robos were coming and we were taking steps to try to ensure that everybody in the server that could got a mint on that. And so we were taking in donations and things like this. And, and he had sent me a DM saying something to the effect of, you know, you may want to rethink how you guys are going about building your server and building your clan because we're going to release some information about the clan wars. I think the information was the reduction to 50, which I actually made a plan around with Spared. Yeah, well, what's funny is we were actually the, the the top people that were running SOG. Me, you, Ghosty, Vamsey, Odin, and uh, Yellowfish Mod was in there. We were actually in a call when I received that message. Like, we were in a call discussing our next steps for what we were going to do. And then Puffy sent that to me, and it was just kind of like a red alarm went off. You know, it was kind of like, oh, shit, like, what does this mean? What are we going to do? And James actually nailed it because the first thing out of our mouths was there's going to be a there's going to be a member reduction because we knew that what we were doing wasn't wasn't going to wasn't going to fly. You know, it, it wasn't going to there was no way the game itself was going to survive with a clan of 700 people when only, you know, 2,500 are being active. Yeah. Like there, there was just no way that was going to work. And the first thing out of James's mouth was there's going to be a reduction and it's probably going to be 50 members. And then what happened? <laughs> yeah. And then there was a reduction and it was 50 members. But was that, do you know if that was the original plan, I see, before SOG, before any of that even happened? Was, was there going to be a member cap on clans? Well, yes. Team planned on it, but it didn't work out very well because you guys didn't know it and become so, like, big. Uh, how can I say uh, how We just grew really fast. Yes, you, know, we, you did. We didn't even expect it. We you know, maybe 100 people at max. Yeah, we did not expect to grow as fast as we did. And so if we were caught off guard, I'm sure you guys were caught off guard as well with that whole situation. And what were your thoughts behind that? You know, I am curious as, you know, because we were kind of just like, holy shit, like, how are we going to manage this? Like, what did you guys think whenever you saw how fast that server grew? Well, we were thinking that it wasn't going to be a good situation, but you guys handle it like very well. So, yeah, I think. We had an ongoing joke as well that it was no longer Sog versus Jax, it was Sog versus Devs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember. 
like everything we were doing was being countered. Yeah, it was we like even really... up until the first bit of Clan Wars where our points got docked, it really did start to feel like Sog versus Devs. <laughs> yeah, it kind of felt like you guys were out to get us, but we didn't take it personally. And even if it if that was the case, and I think the reason it worked out so well was because we had such a good core group of people in that server everybody we were really careful about in the beginning who we selected into that server because we we didn't want any kind of if if it was somebody who wasn't in the project for the project then we really didn't want them in there yeah and uh, and i think that's really how we were able to build the community to what it is today because we had such a good core group of people everybody was super dedicated to the project and we were willing to put Everybody was willing to put their own personal biases and aside for the betterment of the game, all the way up to the point where we just totally dissolved the server, you know, and that was a really hard thing to do, especially with the time and the time and money that I, I put into it. You know, I, I, I put a lot of effort into that and, and the others did as well. But um, to me, it was better to step back and do what's good for the game rather than what's good for myself, because what's good for myself isn't going to help the game last, if that makes yeah, sense. I- I appreciate that. Yeah, no worries, because, you know, the game is why we're all here. And I think that pulling a lot of the people out of the Soderland server where, you know, Jax was kind of starting to dominate that whole situation. And at the time, there was a really negative energy coming from that group. And so Mm -hmm. I think the SOG server played a good purpose in allowing people to kind of come and meet the side of the Soderling community that wasn't like that. You know, they they were able to ask questions without having to worry about somebody insulting them or, you know, talking down or constantly reading FUD. And uh, I think the community really kind of started to grow from there. And then, you know, once the situation kind of fixed itself in the Soderling server, people started, you know, we killed SOG and people started to come back and then Nuthook and Burley started, you know, their own thing. And we, you know, just started to kind of try to help build clans. And so I think we kind of had a dirty start with the way the whole clan war started. And I'm glad we did a demo season to, to get it yeah. running because now I think that we can move forward and have things a lot more balanced in a, in a, in a much better attitude yeah, towards yeah. things overall. I feel another clan reduction coming and yeah. as much as I don't want it, cause we have a good group of people. We do need it. It yeah. is needed. I genuinely think a reduction, I think, in the end, I think clans should be about a size of 20, but to reduce to something that small now would be fucking mental. I think something like 30 right now would be acceptable because it's not too many people because I think we've already had 10 people like liquidate or just drop out of SL, but it is needed very much. Yeah. Do you have any information about that that you can share, I see? Well, Bolzaro and developers are generally using demo and testing period. So they wanted to test with you guys. Now they're working to ensure that all clans fight on equal terms in clan wars and that all clans have a chance through the season. In the coming season, the rules and improvements will be more balanced between clans. And you'll be able to have 10 people in your clan. But... but (laughs) 10? Yes, 10. You can grow that. Oh my. Yes, you can grow. 10 people, but can be increased in clans if you guys increase the clan level. But the clans will not be as crowded as before. And Oh, wow. How how does one increase the clan level? By playing or by buying a bigger clan building or something? 
I think they will announce that. Oh, I don't have any information oh, about it. A bombshell at how it is leave us in the dark. Oh, yeah, that's no. a, that's a huge that's one. That's a huge, huge. one. Yeah. Ten people. <laughs> yeah, that brings up a lot of questions. So you can expand your clan building, but is that during the season or you have to wait until the next season to expand how many members you can have? I think when the next season starts, uh, uh, you can increase oh your clan. Oh my god. We'll have to go the whole season. Uh theoretically, we may have to go the whole season with 10 people in the clan. Well, I if you increase your clan level, you'll be able able to have more. What clan levels carry on over seasons, though? Like, if now if we make a clan, does it stay? Because um, my worry is, is people that are going to be sat doing nothing. Because- yeah, so that's the hardest part about this whole thing for me. I understand where everybody's coming from with the reducing the clan the clan numbers, and I, and I do think that's needed. But it's so hard for somebody sitting in a position where James and I are because we've already had to do this once for SOG and it was a difficult thing to do. And now we're going to have to do it again, not only for, not only for a clan with a group of people that we've been with from the beginning and we've created this awesome sub community. Like we, we all know each other and talk in the, in the main Soderland server, but we have a, a whole totally different attitude and community that we've built within our clan itself that we only get to discuss about certain things within that within that server so to have to cut back those people who we've developed such a great relationship with and then on top of that the fact that we won the clan war last season is is going to make it really difficult to call those numbers yeah we called from 700 to 50 to to, to 10 but but even speaking from a game perspective my worry is with 10 is that people gonna have to say like we have Let's say we're going to go for 15 people, right? Like, we're aiming to get our clan level up to get 15 people in. Are those five people literally just going to be sat with the dick in their hands? Like... Yeah, like, outside of the, like... Like, like because they're not in the clan wars, they'll just be sat waiting for us to level up and get a spot open. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of my question. Are you going to be able to add people to your clan while the season is going on? Or... Are you going to have to wait until the whole season is over before you can add more people to your clan? Or do you I have think it? you can be able to add through the season. Okay. How fast? How fast? <laughs> I can't I can't <laughs> yeah, they will announce it with all the details. Okay. That, that's how, that's how a big reduction. Because that is huge. Like I, th- I think you just dropped something on us more than we expected you to say at all. Yeah. I suspect. Some, some <laughs> I told you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna talk today. Some questions. Town can be sticky generations. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, some questions that right. races are like first. Uh, first, uh, what do you want to do against like a whale clan? Because if you reduce it to ten people, they can stack the SP, and it wouldn't be balanced out that well as well. And secondly, um, we would need like a much bigger map. Is that planned to already be launched in the next clan wars as well? Okay, let's go with first question. Okay. Um, <laughs> the whale clan. Yeah, so what's saying at the minute? So like, I think, t- I'm not sure about it, but I think there's 10 people in SMC with over 50 bunnies. That would be even more of a threat than what we currently have. <laughs> All I can say is, Tim said the rules and improvements will be more balanced. So we just have to wait and see. Maybe you you won't be able to have 10 whale in a clan. I don't know. Maybe that's one of the rules. 
how long yeah, yeah, I think we kind of make the mistake of assuming that she knows. Yeah, I, I think I we make the mistake of assuming she knows everything. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure she's kind of behind the gate, just like the rest of us. She's just a little further ahead. Yeah. <laughs> she's climbing the fence. <laughs> I, I think we should let it sit that we're going to have 10 people in the clan next season. And I, one topic I want to address we are always talking about like the good stuff in Solarland, you know? I want to bring up a topic that most of y'all, I think, forgot. Like, if you say community wallet, I'm going to clean no, you. Shall yeah, no. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Okay. I want to remind you guys, on the day, the team delayed the SLDR token. Yeah, the oh, yeah. It. six months. Yeah. I think this was kind of a huge thing. But we didn't really like realize that it was a huge thing, you know. I think they said initially that they wanted to launch the token on 15th March. And we all knew or we all know what happened, you know, it was delayed. Yeah. And yes. I just wanted to talk about it, that it was a very big thing because we had like from this point on, I saw like a huge downfall from like the people that believed in the project you know a lot of people left that day when yeah. they announced that they were delaying it yeah some came back and some we haven't heard from them since since that happened yeah well I'll, all i can say um everyone on the team has a different job it's very difficult to have all the information and the stuff about solderland's work because too much development is being done at the same time and you guys don't know what the hell is going on in, on the background so it was hard for us too but that's okay yeah that that's all right it's like interesting <laughs> to to see like the reaction of the people in the in the community we see like the the real supporters of the project are still there you know so it's, it's kind of like interesting to project that on the space you know like people are kind of like only there for like i don't know one month and they're kind of like not really invested into anything and um it's kind of well, like, i mean what really was the other option uh, you know if if, yeah. if they did go ahead and launch it i don't know that much about that part of it but you know i'm sure that if they made the decision to delay it the risks of launching it that day were much higher than than delaying it yeah well we had no utility uh in march so that would have oh, made right. a right. very big dump from the token yeah. So okay. <laughs> going back to the closing out the topic on the clan wars, I think what we learned for sure, you know, going into the first season or the demo season, rather, it was uh, a lot of people seeking out to have the most SP in the clan. Like that was the number one goal for a lot of clans. And that was a lot of the, the complaints as well as, oh, why should we participate? Because you guys have so much more SP than us. But if if it's one thing that I learned above all this past season is I will take somebody who is more active and has just a decent amount of SP than somebody who has an incredible amount of SP and is not active at all. Yeah, agreed. So moving on to the next topic, uh, we've already been talking for like, what, an hour? Like, wow. Yeah. We've still got this edit out bit, so don't worry, you can say what you want for a minute, but we have still got V2 in the white paper. Yeah, yeah. So how mutations are going to work. And I think we need to stick to the script a bit more. So feel yeah, it's no, it's no think, worries. I don't know, just only because we've gone through an hour, which will probably come out as about half an hour, forty-five minutes. And well, I kind was, of expected this episode to go a little longer yeah. with Icy being on it, and but people just, will probably that was hang. 
that's just one section what we just did and we've got three more to go through <laughs> do you guys like our new white pepper i love it, love it. yeah it's so good yeah it's it's really compact as well yeah thank you you should really enable <laughs> links for the ogs again so we can like introduce new people to the white pepper also, yeah white. so I, I spent all this time creating this ad video that, <laughs> yeah, and, send it. and i can't send it to anymore. anybody can you just put it i'll download it as an mp4 because we can upload files it's too long yeah make it as a gif it's not too long <laughs> i've put like one i've put like two minute videos in chat remind me yeah. later then i will forward it to puffy okay well, it maybe may the, uh, the file size that's the issue then compression but i think giving the ogs only the ogs like permission for links would be great so i can be a solder and salesman again i just i want an og dow <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so the farming system was a big switch from from the mines and you know, that was kind of a, a bittersweet thing for me because the whole game was built around the mines. In the demo, that was all you could do. Like, all the strategy was built around the mines. And, you know, we had uh, Jepedius doing a lot of work in the SOG server when it was a thing with putting together spreadsheets and collecting data and guiding people to the most profitable mines based on that information. And then, you know, I think there was a lot of people who were disappointed when they found out we were going to a farming system but now that the farming system's here i wouldn't want to go back to the mining system because i get so much more from the passive staking than i was getting from the daily mines i like the mines because it meant that we had to be active so i think that's how we kind of created the community anyway yeah. but we earn so much more with the passive farming than the mines like right now it's just crazy i think i have five thousand token right now damn and not even halfway through the 60 days lock. Yeah, like I mean, the numbers besides, are crazy. Besides to the next to the more like the yield that increased, I think the team is going to bring back the mines. I think I think it's in the white paper that they have like special mines for 40 and 50. I think I think they already did the special mines for the 40 and 50. But I think the plan is to start introducing mines that you can go into with special drops. Yeah, as you progress exactly. in the story mode. Exactly. So, thank you. And to Charlotte's point about the activity, I think that you know at the time there wasn't anything else going on, so you had the mines were the only thing that were really keeping you active or participating in the game. And then the demo war started, and initially everybody was overly excited because there were no time limits on the attacks, so you could you could actually do something in the game whenever you wanted, as long as it was somebody that was able to be attacked. But then they kind of tone that down to the 24-hour cooldown and so there's a little disappointment there but now with the story mode the soon to come out boss wars hopefully and the other things that they have going on the passive staking works fine like you don't necessarily need the mines to be active anymore there's other things that you can participate in yeah that's true i agree with that well we had a lot of requests about passive staking in the past so then team decided to make it as a little break to the next season. The point of passive staking is you guys can also like your bunnies and join the clan wars. And also you can join the raffles. Well, yeah. this, this software was widened by our developers themselves. It's really amazing that they can do that. They're so talented. Yeah. Meanwhile, team focused on developing more ideas for the game and viewers and also all of us were checking your ideas and your feedbacks because we care about it a lot so tell us when something 
you have to say you you have any idea or feedback just tell us we won't be able to spend our locked soldering game yes yeah that's- i think that's the only thing that's really lacking you know what's really ingenious about the way that they did the farming aspect of this is you have to lock your bunnies up to get the bonus and everybody wants the bonus because they make it worth it to lock your bunny up but if you lock your bunny up then you can't list it so it, it prevent you know if you lock it up for 60 days that's 60 days those bunnies can't be listed on the market so it really helps the floor price for people who get in and then lock their bunnies up yeah exactly oh also- i was also I was also in a conversation, I don't know which dev it was, but some dev in the Solderland Discord, and they were talking about uh, using the solder uh, the Solderland token that the bunnies or beavers uh, produce uh, actively, so you can earn it earlier on than uh, the staking period is, but they said they won't do that. And then someone asked if you can use it in-game, and they were like kind of open to that. I'm not sure if that's still planned to be integrated, that you can use the Solderland token uh, of the bunnies and beavers that are staked, or if that's going to be happen or not. Yeah, like the locked yield, you mean like the locked token. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. It yeah, would be nice. I think that would be a good idea to allow the in-game spending and not the withdrawal until the uh, until the lock's over. Exactly. It will help a lot with when the staking period ends dumping, because I guarantee when everyone's everyone's 60 day is going to end at the exact same time, and a good portion of people are just going to straight up sell everything. So you'll see periodic just straight up dumping, which would be reduced if you were able to spend your solder on raffles or Soderland Casino. Hopefully, if or even buying building for Clan War. Yeah, yeah. Mark the- or even just just doing the story mode because, and maybe I'm giving a little hint here, maybe not. But after Beaver Mint, I was totally tapped, like literally zero soul left in my wallet, not even enough to do a transaction. And there's certain aspects of the story mode that require you to spend a, a very, 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 very small amount, like basically the transaction fee, to be able to move on to the next step. And I couldn't even do that at some point because I had literally zero soul in my wallet. Let me say one other thing about the, the, the passive farming that was that was pointed out by somebody who was doing the numbers on it. For people who are just getting into the project, if you're just looking to earn passive income and you don't have a lot of time to get into the project, the numbers kind of seem to work out where buying the lower SP bunnies is actually better for you than buying the higher SP bunnies on a per dollar basis. Yeah. Because per SP point, they earn more solar tokens than the larger SP bunnies. So I like the way that balances out because if you don't want to participate a lot and you just want to earn Soderland tokens, then your lower SP bunnies have a lot of value because you can get them for cheaper and earn more per point. But if you want to be active and you really want to participate, then it would be better for you to get the larger SP bunnies because they are they earn more. That's not really a good way to say it. They don't necessarily earn more, but they hold a lot more value in the clan wars. And if you can win the clan wars, then the payout is either equal to or better than, depending on how well you do what you're earning in the farming system. So I really like the way they balanced it out because in the beginning, there was a huge argument about between the low SP holders and the high SP holders. You're not doing anything for the low SP holders and, and how can we compete? And then the high SP holders were like, well, now you're doing too much for the low SP holders. Why did I spend all this money on high SP bunnies if I'm not having an advantage? And I think this is a really good way to keep everybody happy. You know, if you if you want to do both, then you just get a mix. You know, you buy some, some higher yeah. SP bunnies for clan wars and some lower SP for farming, and then you just lock them all up. Exactly. That's so I think I think they nailed that. 
Yeah, that's also so interesting with Solderland, like the collection on Magic Eden, that we have like such a different movement uh, on the on the NFTs on like listings. You know, we have like always like in other projects, you see always like the floor is gonna jump like up or down. You know, you always see like listings going down, but always like in the, on the top range of the the listed bunnies. For example, because like the holders and the the people that are invested into the game are scooping like high SP bunnies up, and uh, it's like we have a more diverse movement in our collections than in other collections, you know, like listings wise. And you always can see like if someone is willing to do like the move to or when he decided to buy some low SP bunnies to earn some more in the passive staking, you always see that when the floor moves like the floor price. And you always know, okay, there's a way that wants to earn some passive, like, or for example, like more, like you said. So I think we have like diverse to any other collection of Magic Eden with like buying and stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so do we want to move into the, the Beaver Mint now? Now, that might be a topic that. A <laughs> sensitive one. Yeah, a sensitive topic is a very good way to. Yeah. No, no, I have something to say about it. No, okay. Well, um, I just wanted to make sure. It was a little bit emotional guys by the way just a little <laughs> well we were aware that the market was not going well at this time as you guys know and the sales of other projects were not good either of course we weren't expecting this situation in beavers but um team decided to make it an opportunity with burning the rest of them yeah yeah the uh for the team it wasn't important that how many beavers they sold. They just wanted to put them in the game. Market uh, like was, well, hard, but they just wanted to add new stuff to the game. We don't know when will market goes well, and we didn't want to wait to mint. Yeah, okay. So well, as they developing the game, they decided to focus on make it easier for the beavers to become more valuable. This will cause a huge change in the plans in the project. Like you guys even can't guess it. <laughs> thing is we're not even going to necessarily see the change like at least from a dev perspective it was right this was the plan for the beavers this is exactly what they were going to do this is how it's going to work but now it's lower we're all we're going to see is the version where of what it is going to be like we don't exactly know what the plan was and what's been changed relative to the fact the supply has been cut in less than half i think it's like an eighth of what was going to be minted got minted yeah so from our perspective it's not really it's not going to be seen as the plan has changed you know from our perspective it still seems as if oh this was the plan all along you know it's business as usual so like behind the scenes it's like that meme of the dog drinking coffee at the table with the fire in the house and he's like this is fine you know that's that's, that's, that's kind of where, where we're at you know the beaver mint obviously we could see that it didn't go the way that it was supposed to go. There was supposed to be, I think, 4,444 minted. There was supposed yeah. to be, what was it, like an hour or two hours or something for public mint to go on, maybe even longer than that. I can't remember. And then as the situation kind of progressed, if I just had to take a guess, it looked like they looked at the numbers of how many beavers were minted during the whitelist, and they decided that they had to make some decisions about immediately about what they were going to do with the rest of it. Now, I, I don't really under it's I don't really know too much about how all that plays out. So I I was a little curious as to why they decided to close off the public mint or limit it to 15 minutes. Like, I, I guess I don't know what the negative effects of letting it run would have been. The whole plan has changed. 
changed at that moment. And they said that they were making very serious plans about it. So that's all I know. Interesting. Yeah, the whole game can change, by the way. Did they have a backup plan in case the Mint didn't go well? Or was this something that was decided on the fly? Like, okay, this isn't going well, but I have an idea. Yes, they had. They had. But uh, they changed that backup plan too. (laughs) Okay. So plan C then. Yeah. I know we're kind of bombarding you, but one thing that I, looking way further down the line, as in August way, is do you know how much, or if at all, it's going to affect the Roylanders? Because right now, on the white paper, there was supposed to be a quarter of the beavers were going to be Roylanders. Well, that's 999 Roylanders, and we, <laughs> we don't have 999 beavers. So I don't know if you know. But are we going to see the Roylanders still be a quarter of the beaver supply or is Roylanders going to be scrapped or, do you know, anything down that way? Well, if that made a plan, they didn't tell us. I mean, the moderators, um, that's why I can't say anything about it. Right now, they're like uh, working like 24 hours and changing all the plans. So I can't catch up, you know, guys. Yeah, I can only imagine, you know, the thought even in the community was that beavers are going to mint out in, yeah. in in the whitelist. Like we didn't even think it was going to go past the whitelist. And it was it wasn't just a shock to you guys. I think it was a shock to everybody that yeah. it, it didn't mint as well as it did, especially being as cheap as they were as far as soul prices. With soul being so low and then making it only, what was it, like two soul for whitelist to mint. We saw all of these DAOs coming in, all these other projects coming in daily. It was just, I was certain that it was going to sell out. And so whenever I saw that you know, there was only 600 minute in the whitelist or whatever it was. It was it was kind of a shock. And I'm sure from the devs point of view, leading up to the mint, they had not only their expectations for how the game was going to go, but also how they were going to spend the time in their personal lives. Like, I'm sure they thought maybe, you know, this is going to mint well and, you know, we'll earn this, this and this and we'll be able to do this. And, you know, we'll be able to maybe have a little more time for this, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. And then whenever you have a situation that comes up like like what happened, all of a sudden it turns into, OK, where we were going to be able to only work for like I'm not saying this was the case, but for example, maybe they were thinking maybe where we were only going to be able to have to work eight hours a day because it didn't go well. Now we got to work 14 hours or 16 hours or 24, you know, whatever it is like their workload just tremendously increased because the plan changed we all know that devs don't have social lives come on yeah they don't (laughs) i swear to god i'm always asking them like guys go get some sleep like you can't work for 24 hours or something are you guys human like i'm sure that my yeah go on i was gonna say if it was me in that situation uh, and and if I'd have been working with them and all this through this time, it, it would be my thought that, okay, so we're going to mint the beavers. It's going to go well. well, bring on some more developers. We can spread out the workload and free up some time for everybody, whether it be to do something in your personal life or brainstorm on more ideas for the project. But whenever the mint doesn't go as well as you plan and you don't bring in as much money as you thought, suddenly you don't have the funds to go and reach out to all those extra developers or or whatever it was that you planned on spending your money on. So, you know, I'm sure it was, if it was sad for us and it, it was sad, not because we thought you guys did a bad job or anything. It was sad to me that people didn't see the value in exactly. what they were getting. And exactly. um, I can only imagine what it was like to spend all that time developing and working and building on something like that and then getting that result. Even I can... From a perspective, the amount of beavers that we've not actually seen from like designing all of the traits and whatnot, we've not been able to see as many combinations of what that could have possibly been is a bit sad. 
Yeah. What was the mood like? Obviously, it was sad, but you know what was well. Um, end of the day, we saw how much you guys supporting us. You guys showed it in chat, in DMs, in tickets. So we were like, all right, this happened, but we have this family which is believing in us and believing in our project. So we have to keep working for them. This, you know, this is our power. We are really thankful, by the way, to you guys. We're lucky to have you. So we won't give up. This was our mood on that day. Oh, that's nice. I think that we have a, a really special group of people, not not just as, as a community as a whole, but I think there's a, a group of people within this community that have that are are special as individuals who bring a lot to the table. And James and I, and maybe in Charlotte too, were talking about this not too long ago. Whenever we were, I was getting into the Nazumi server, and um, I brought, I mentioned it to James, and he jumped in, and then I mentioned it to Charlotte, and she jumped in, and then some other people from the clan started to come in. Then Nuthook showed up, and all of a sudden, the Nazumi server started for a, for a minute there started to look like. The soldier. Soldier <laughs> yeah, you guys just build a great community, guys. It happens that you did it. Look, like every now and then we look at another project and we always hop over to it for a bit and then we always get a soldier land tag in another server. Like in Nazumi Dominion, it's um the queen. The queen. and in Horsies it's um Horsey Hall. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, and we'll jump in these projects and do those tags, and then before you know it, you have people that you have no idea who they are, and they're like, "Hey, what's what's this? What's this about?" And then it's kind of a way to market without marketing for the Soldolin team because we're like, "Oh, it's there's a bunch of us from the Soldolin server, and this is the tag we use to identify each other." And then people want to start ad- adopting that that tag, and then you know, it. I don't know. I think we just all mesh so well together. And we're all here for the same reasons. And I think that that core group of people that I'm referring to just has such a good character about themselves. Like they're all genuinely just good people. You know, they, they're, they're not out to con or scam anybody and they're honest about how they feel about things. You know, if they don't think the project's doing good, they tell you like they're, they think the project's doing great. They tell you, you know, they're, and I think it's that honesty that builds the trust when people start yeah. to come in yeah yeah that's like trust is very important like one thing was after the beaver mint i, I did with rabbit tanuki i think it was we had like um, he wanted to mint another beaver but he had no right to mint you know so i said dude i have some i have six rights open because i'm away uh let me mint for you so you get your 11th beaver beaver you know and um he was just sending me soul over just without a doubt or something like and as well for me i was sending him a ticket like uh, a beaver ticket like without a doubt because i trusted him because i knew he's like a community he's like from the beginning he was with us and i just trusted him and i I don't think i get this in any other project you know where like talking to a dude he's saying like send me this and i send you this and i would say like yeah no problem man I, i do it you know, no project period. I would do that. Yeah, it's kind of like I was saying before we field that a lot of us are all instead of it being here for profit, we're here for fun. And equally on that, we're all people of integrity. Like we're not literally just here to get our own money. <clears throat> we're here to have fun. Yeah. We're just a group of mates at this point, to be honest. I mean, I yeah. was not home. I was not home for the mint, so I literally gave my wallet to Philblazer with all my Solana in it, oh so he God. could mint for me. Yeah, and I, yeah, I had I some that. spot left, so he, he used the spot for him and his son, and like it's all good, you know. Like there was no problem. Yeah, yeah my son so can sweet. only do a. 
My son could only do two because he doesn't have time to be very active, and he had the uh, the duo role, and he only had two whitelist spots. But he had he had went and stayed with my mom and my stepdad for a week to do some work around the yard and stuff that they needed done to earn some money for the beaver mint. And so he had two soul already, and then he had earned enough to mint. I think he had earned enough to mint three or four beavers. I can't remember exactly, but he he only had whitelist rights to mint two. So. Uh, I was talking to Charlotte about that and she was like, well, just give him, just let him use one of my whitelists. Oh, you know what happened? It, he he was going to mint on his. And to add to the craziness of that day, he got a DM from somebody saying Beaver Mint is live. And he clicked on it. And then I'm in here trying to get ready for mine. And he came in here and he was like, uh, he, he said something about, hey, the Beaver Mint started, but I, I don't have my beaver. And I was like, uh, what are you talking about? He was like, yeah, some guy DM'd me and said that the beaver mint was live and i was like fucking great oh, <laughs> you know and he he immediately got upset when i was like no 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 and I, I you know i told him about it and he immediately got upset but luckily i got back there fat like he had just done it so i got back there fast enough to transfer all of his stuff to another wallet and he he didn't lose anything that i'm aware of but he wasn't going to be able to mint at all because the wallet that he had registered for the whitelist was the one that he had set up for the DM link that he had received. Yeah, so Charlotte was compromised basically, right? Yeah. And so I, I told Charlotte what was going on and she was like, well, just let him mint on, on my wallet in the whitelist spot. I was like, that's a great idea and very generous of you. So yeah, she actually saved the day there. She, uh, my son was able to mint his, his beavers. Charlotte's Charlotte stopped a household meltdown. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy because I was working that day and the beaver mint was going on. And then, you know, I, I work from home and my kids are at home with me. So that was going on. And then he came in with that information and I was just like, what next? I, you know, what is going to happen next? <laughs> but yeah, to Charlotte, to Charlotte's point, you know, she she felt comfortable enough to send me her wallet information and you know i was comfortable enough to mint it for her and and it all you know worked out really well mutations do we know do you have any information about when that is going to be live and how that is going to work because i've talked to bozero a little bit about the mutations so i i i kind of have an idea of what the plan is with that but i was going to let you if you had any information about it talk about it well i don't know when will they release them but team planned on four different characters when they were planning Solarland, each of them is going to be different NFTs. But they don't want to mint third and fourth sets with Solana because they don't want to devalue to the bunnies and bunny uh, beavers. Sorry. They also um, want to make Solder to be more valuable. Yeah, I have high you know, limitations. So. And also, bunnies will be able to turn different characters if you spend Solder with mutations. So with that, bunnies will protect their value. And also the third character, which is unique in the story mode, will appear. So you, keep the bunny, you keep the bunny and the mutated character. Yeah. You will need different characters in story mode in the future. Well, with different traits or different species. Yeah, we yeah. will see that. <laughs> I think we need, like, for certain steps, we need like Rory Swords or so, you know, or oh, like right. Rory Elders. So there's only going to be so many... Uh, mutations available, obviously. Do you, and I think I have an idea based on information that I got from Blazero a few weeks ago. But do you ha do you know specifically how those are earned? I don't. I asked Blazero about it not too long ago, and it sounded like it was going to be 
several different ways to earn it. Uh, I'm trying to remember what he said exactly, but it it wasn't going to be just you can go and buy it. It was going to have to be earned. And he said there were several different ways that you would be able to earn it. I think drop mines was one of those things. Maybe you get a certain amount. Maybe. Maybe in story mode. Yeah, and I think I think they were going to give some out. I think he mentioned uh, for prizes in Clan Wars, you may be able to earn a potion, but you're but you're not going to be able to just wail your way into po- into potions for mutations. It, it's going to be, from what I understood, it was going to be a balanced system of distribution. Maybe the OG get a free potion. I hope so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you all hope so. <laughs> Please make a. A price for the mutations in SLDR, please make it really high. So the people yes, stupidly high to <laughs> hold their tokens. I'm not even kidding. I want it to be almost fucking unobtainable. Yeah. Oh, you know what you know what he said now that you mentioned that? He did say that the price was gonna increase after every mutation. So Oh my god. You gotta be first. <laughs> no, because yeah. if you if we if we like look at D gods. Like, how the fuck, how expensive is this fucking mutation from a D-God to a dead god? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, it was like... I don't actually know how much it is. How much is right? <laughs> oh, God. Like I, don't, I don't know. Like at, at, I thought at that dust. was for Duppies, man. I didn't know if that's mutation cost. I don't know. I, I think at, at thus highest, uh, at its all-time high, it was like 800 or nine. Nine hundred dollars or so for a D-God to uh, mutate into a dead god, I think. Uh, that might Correct be a, a wrong, little too know, much. I, I no, think that's what I heard. It was like, by spending a thousand dust, and I swear dust is pretty high. Yeah, it was like at all time high. I think at the time where like the mutation started, it was like at two fifty or so. Oh, shit. Like what the fuck? Like of course you earn with your D god, you know, but do you earn that much? That's a like, high price for a mutation. Like, today, today, paid after like whatever, like it looks like months. it was like one one thousand. Two hundred dollars to mutate a dead yeah. god to a dead god. Like, that's insane. That's really insane. So we just. I want that. I really want the the, the mutation price to be really high. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I mean, it's it's easy to say for me because I'm basically like way you know I earn a lot, but it's actually not like hard for other people that are not whales or bonnie squads to to earn the SLDR. It's basically just to hold or buy it on radium so i just can't wait for my solder to come out of being locked from my 60 days and i put it straight back into solder staking and staking yeah. for another 60 days oh for my interest. god i just forgot about that, that <laughs> yeah. stake actually i actually just found the conversation that i was having with him and i, I was asking him uh, how they were going to be given out and whether or not it was going to be a, like a mint process for the potion or would it be first come first serve and he said yeah. that they would be an object to be earned in the game with your solder and a bunny and that the amount of solder that would be requested for the mutation would increase after each mutation and that it would it was a uh, incentive for people to work harder in the story mode and it would be referred to as the mutation event. And then he had mentioned something else in here about it. Oh, he was saying that it would not be a first come first serve uh, process to get to it. And that they would also be resellable. I'm pretty sure he had told me that if you wanted to sell your mutation potion, you would be able to sell it. Never. I am using all of them. Yes. I imagine like uh, in our account having like a counter that says like uh, this bunnies are mutated and this one's a left, you know? 
kind of like to have an overview that gives like yeah, people the motivation just... you know like we have 4,000 bunnies already like mutated and there are only 4,005 that could be you know so like the last five people are sweating their asses off to get that potion you know i just think it's a good sign as well that right now we're sat here talking about stuff that's months down the line like that's how long we're all mentally yeah. in it for so now we can move into the the hunt or the story mode oh my favorite part yeah obviously mine too <laughs> i know oh you're like obsessed with story uh, mode yeah. i couldn't tell i was telling dag the other day that uh he was talking to me after I figured out how to use the address. He was wanting to know how I figured it out and because he was wanting to find out if the way that he set the clues and the hints and everything up. Were, no, was, you, you just talked to him. That's how you know. Was accurate. I'm cutting that out. <laughs> but uh, he was he was I was telling him, I was like, yeah, my wife hates you guys right now, actually, because you're you're pulling so much of my time into this project and and every time i go to say something to her now she'll stop me before i even start and say this better not be about bunnies (laughs) (laughs) better not be telling me about bunnies and um (laughs) he was asking me how i found it and i was telling him i I was like um you know this is actually like this whole thing here this whole story the the treasure hunt is like a drug to me because i my whole life i've had this thing where I pay attention to rules and I obsess over things. And and my wife, for instance, she knows better than to tell me something like, oh, where's my phone? I can't find my phone because we will be late to whatever we are going to until I find that object. You know, I just I obsess over things. Um, I start looking for the phone and I can't stop looking until I find that phone. And so, Field? yeah, <laughs> I, lost, I lost my pen. Can you find it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to be next to impossible. I'm not going to okay. jump in on that journey. But, but yeah, so we were talking about it and he was uh, basically telling me, you know, I don't want to get you excited, but you know, this where you've gotten so far is a very small step in oh. the hunt in the hunt as a whole. And I was just like, Great, like I may end up in a divorce when this is all said and done. <laughs> we hope you, at least you have an even amount of kids so you can split them down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I uh already... have experience in that splitting people up with clans and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it should be a smooth process when it gets to that point. <laughs> But yeah, I um I've already burned three vacation days this week working on this thing and I really I, ma- I made a lot of progress, but I didn't make as much as I thought I would and then whenever he dropped that bombshell on me, I was just like maybe I should just take a step back a little bit and you know oh work on it at a slower pace. But he did mention that it it's not a gated process necessarily. Uh I I asked him flat out. I was like is is this is there parts of this that are behind a time gate where you can't move forward until a certain event happens. And his, his answer was basically no, but he said that it would, it would be very unlikely near impossible, you know, to finish it very quickly. It's going to take some time to work through all the aspects of it. And to me, it it was very well done. It's um, just as somebody that pays attention to a lot of detail, I was able to pick out a lot of things, but it seems like there's a lot of people that are having quite the difficulty moving forward in it because I've never received so many DMs. I don't think I received this many DMs when I was building SOG asking me, you know, hey, what do I do here and what do I do there? And my nature is to help those people. But what happens is I'll help somebody 
And then the very next day, 10 people are almost caught up to where I am because then they tell somebody and then they tell somebody and then they tell yeah. somebody. And then I just get another flood of DMs saying, hey, what's the next step? Where do I go from here? And, it, and then I kind of start to look like a dickhead because, because I, I'll just quit DMing people. <laughs> and we're having these conversations, then I just cut them off. Are you getting like DMs from, from the same people like that are active or do you get like DMs from people that are like never active at all? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, some... yeah, yeah. So it's about, it's about 50, 50, you know, I, I was actually kind of surprised. I'm starting to see some people who I didn't even know were in the project actually start to become very active in, in the participation for the hunt. And, yeah. and that's exciting, you know? And, and so I kind of want to help those people a little bit to keep them interested in the project. But then, yeah. you know, Apollo made a statement that's been in the back of my mind from the beginning yesterday, you know, field's going to help all these people and then they're going to jump him at the finish line, you know? And so I have to kind of pace myself between what I want to do and what I should do in the situation, you know, what's best for me and what's best for the project. Because, you know, part of me kind of feels bad because because I've been here so long and because I've paid. If you've been here from the beginning, they've been hinting at this treasure hunt or this story mode since the demo. And yeah. you've yes. been you've been looking for clues since the demo. And that that should be an earned advantage for being such a longtime supporter. But there's also part of me that feels a little bad it's almost like i'm cheating you know it's almost because i have this yeah. information and i know where to look and i know where to go and and you have these people who are just now joining i don't want to discourage i almost yeah. don't want to tell anybody where i'm at anymore because i don't want to discourage anybody from participating yeah. in this well, you have to you have to add though we didn't know what we what, what to search for at that point so we just now get the info what we even have to search for we didn't know then oh that could be a clue or something like that <laughs> Yeah, Doom Time is caught up to where I'm at now, and he didn't even know there was a hunt going on. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah, at the beginning I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't quite uh, catch that on the Solderland page. <laughs> I think I mentioned something about it, and he was like, "Wait, what? Like, what are you? What are you talking about? A hunt? A, a treasure hunt?" And I was like, "Yeah," and I explained it to him. And then the next day, he was caught up to me, and I was like, "Oh, better." <laughs> Already. <laughs> Well, that was in the beginning uh, and he kind of, you know, uh, it seems like I'll take a step forward and then everybody kind of catches up there shortly after. So I'm not as far ahead as, as a lot of people tend to think, you know, there's a lot of I see a lot of posts in the server about how far ahead I am of everybody. I'm really not that far ahead. I may have some more ideas about where to go or where to find certain things, but I'm really not much further ahead than everybody else. So it's still a, it's still agree, a close run. Like, I fully agree like with the new people that you don't give them like you you only give them like a little push in the right direction. And I think that's that's really good because they actually don't deserve like the progress you made over the six months of Solarland. Basically. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't think about it from that aspect. You know, I've I've I have literally spent more time in this project than I have on my job in the yeah, last six too. months. Same. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's not an exaggeration. And I'm lucky enough to work a job that affords me the opportunity to, to do that. But, um, yeah. but yeah, that's a good point. You know, that they haven't put in the work, so maybe just hint them in the right direction. And, yeah. and for those who haven't gotten started or you're just now hearing that there is such a thing, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, how you ignite the whole, whole thing. It starts on the, on the website 
you hold the mouse button down and you'll see the page change and you'll get a few hints every time you, you click and hold. And then if you go into the developer tools of Chrome or whatever browser you're using, or if you have F12 on your keyboard and you hit F12 and go to the console, you'll be able to get started with the actual story and the actual hunt. So for those who aren't very tech savvy or computer literate or know anything about that, you know, you can just Google how to look up the dev tools or the console and that'll come up and, and, and that'll get you started. And it seems like right now there's a lot of people stuck on the address. Yeah. Yeah, the confetti Same. part. Like, <laughs> what, like, what is that? Honestly, <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Charlotte and I were talking the other day, and I was like, I, I will, my kids will be ruined for the rest of their birthday parties for their like They will never have confetti. I will never. <laughs> I don't want to see confetti ever again in my life <laughs> after all that because I, I probably spent two days pulling three. a thread. Yeah, three, three. days pull, pulling a thread that went absolutely nowhere. And Doom Time yeah. actually was the one that pointed it out to me. Like I was literally that meme of the guy from It's Always Sunny, where he's got all the stuff posted on the wall and he's connecting all these dots and his oh hair's all God. crazy. Like <laughs> that was insane. That was literally me. And then I, Doom Time was off for the weekend. Then he got back on and he was like, "Did you make any progress?" <laughs> and I was telling him what I what I was thinking, and he was like, "Yeah, well, you know, no matter how you spell out." Soderland, it gives confetti. Yeah. You know, it, it remembers the letters. So really, you're just typing out Soderland over and over and over without realizing yeah. it. Yeah, and it's, and it's giving. Because I was thinking, oh, you type in certain words, and it gives it's confetti, so and then this word turns it off, and you know, I was and, I was like on on it like uh, two hours or three hours of that. Uh, I I typed the sentence, and the confetti came, and I was so confused why that I had I had to type it three times so it would work. So I, I I took out the letters and I noticed that it's just spelled Solderland. <laughs> and in the meantime, I'm trying to fit a square peg into a, a round hole, you know, because I'm thinking, okay, change. They use the developer tools in the initial part of the story mode. Uh, they spelled, you know, change with an exclamation mark. That usually means a comment encoding. So maybe I'm supposed to change around the F12 hint and make that into something new to give me a new hint. So maybe this phrase turns it off and this phrase turns it on and this gives you confetti and this doesn't. And Doom Time was just kind of like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it just spells Soderlin. You're just spelling Soderlin over and over. And at first I didn't want to accept it, but <laughs> I knew he was right in that moment. <laughs> I, was, I, had to, I had to take a break. I, I even even got into the code of Solderland to search where the confetti was played at, and then I found that the, there were two different types of confetti: one hard typed and one square typed. Oh. And th later I realized that the square type is just when you buy an item, the confetti comes. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's like funny to picture like Phil Blazer running away in his dream from confetti, and you know, <laughs> like running and doesn't work. I finally just oh. turned it on and left it on. I was just like, forget it. <laughs> I'm just going to accept it. Force myself. At least someone is celebrating you. I had a hint that I was going to give that wouldn't give too much away for the people who are stuck on the address, but now it's left me. I can't, I can't remember what I was going to say about it, but I, I guess I could say that, um, yeah, I really don't know. I really don't know how to give a hint without, <laughs> without giving too much away. Everything I've found so far has either been, on social media, the Discord server, the map, or the website. Like, er everything that you need is going to be in one of those places. 
And you yeah, may you have, to, you have to check the map, the website, even our Twitter. And I suggest you to check our older announcements as well. We, we yeah. did that. Like we, we stalked you guys for three days. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I've Charlotte and I have read every single post that has been made by the team since the beginning of the project. Like Twitter, messages, everything. Posts in the server. With the exception of Puffy, because God damn it, he has like 10,000 messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're I, not, I could not read that. Yeah, we're not going through all of those. But um, uh, pay attention to future and past posts. And the, I guess I'll say that the address is not used on, on the map. You have to figure out what to do with the address. And a little bit of knowledge about the blockchain will help you help you figure that out. So, and I'll leave that at that. So, uh, are there any raffles coming up? I know that there's a raffle uh, staking thing on on the uh, dashboard of your game screen whenever you log in. But I don't know of any raffles immediately other than the D-Gods Island that's coming up. I think this is going to be um, the um, raffle center, which is available for everyone outside of Solderland, right? Ooh. I guess that there's a raffle center. I was right, you do know something that you were telling us. I'm done, personally. No, you're not. You, <laughs> you have something, you're just not telling us. Jijins and Puffy is taking care of raffles, so I don't have any information about them. Sometimes we, I mean... Us moderators can even learn together with you in the community about raffles. That's so oh. enough as admin. Well, it's it's uh, very difficult to have all the information about Solderland's work because too much development is being done at the same time. So, oh, yeah, work harder. I see. Come on. Yeah, I'm. I'm really tired, guys. <laughs> Thanks for I, your questions. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the podcast. We'll have to have you back. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It was a it was a really great pleasure to be here. Well one thing I one thing I will say real quick about the D Gods Island is that I, I did ask Dag about that because it looks like the island is where the current banana island is. And I I had mentioned so the banana island's gonna go away in place for the D God Island. And his response was curious because he said it will go away for those that don't have a rare item. Oh, damn. And that's all I said about it. <laughs> so. Bearing in mind their connections with D-Gods, that maybe D-Gods are actually going to have utility themselves on sold, in the Solderland map. Like maybe you can stake a D-God for Solder or some shit. I don't know. I'm spitballing. Yo, that would be like uh, kind of sick you know. it would because you'd have more of the, the gods community here and they're all chill as fuck about the gods silent i know that our artist and deg are talking about it and set up the plan with bolzaro they're planning on a contest that um the gods holders can join in the island right. oh cool oh, my God. that yeah. is crazy oh so, like another bug the, the gods are basically on like seeing the same thing that we are seeing every day, you know, that's kind of, it's crazy. Yeah. It's exciting. 
For sure. Yeah. I think we oh. pretty much hit. Oh, did you have something you wanted to add? Huh? I, just I thought you were. I just said I love the gods. I think they're a great community. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met someone who is primarily like a D-God profile picture person who isn't just generally pleasant. Yeah, that's that's really true. Also, we have fit in well. a lot of people that are doing their own projects out of the D-God community now, like Dex, uh, Degex, of, of course, but we have like uh, Zwell and Volgra, which are doing like Versus, which is also a great project. And they all like originate from Digots, so very talented people and uh, nice people in there. I think that pretty much wraps up. Uh, I, I did. I do want to give out shout outs to the team for Please. sure. Uh, yeah, they're great. Uh, do not feel bad if you do about the way that the Beavers Mint went, because you have a lot of people that are here regardless of that situation. You know, we're here, like James said earlier, we're here for the community, or I am anyway. E- even. You know, if beavers go to zero and bunnies go to zero, I'm, I'm still going to be here every day and, and, and volunteering my time because of you guys. You know, I like hanging out with you guys. I'm going to cry. No. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, make, it'll make for an amazing thumbnail. Uh, Swordland Dev cries. You <laughs> <laughs> made, made Icy cry. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, but you guys are awesome. Uh, the first thing I do in the morning is check the Soderland Discord server, and the last thing I do at night is hang out on the Soderland Discord server, so. Yeah. I mean, that's same. all I do the whole day. I'm yeah, sorry, same. but, like... <laughs> yeah, even if there's nobody here. You know, I'm hanging out in the server hoping somebody shows up. <laughs> yeah. And that's awesome. I think I, we, we will never get this in Anna, any other project, I think. And I think that being the case, uh, that those that feel that way about the community would fight tooth and nail to keep it alive um, yeah. to the point where I, you know, I and I'm sure other people would be willing to donate money to keep it if it ever came to that point. So I really community appreciate wallet. it. Did you mention a community <laughs> wallet? Oh, no. oh my God. Did you mention a community wallet? <laughs> oh my God. Thank you, Phil Blazer. But I really, I really appreciate what you guys have done. And uh, it's made a, a, a big impact on me and my social life. I didn't even have a Discord until this project came along. Damn. And now I have two servers under my belt <laughs> within six months. So I, I have wait. one last question. Oh, no. <laughs> When's yes. Land meeting? Yes, I was going to ask this. Oh, my God. When? Paris. When? when? Team, hear us. When? We want this. When? 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 Next year. That's it, man. Guys, I want to add some things, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our team, um, developers and moderators, thankful to all of you for your support. Your ideas and your feedbacks are just know that so important for us. Let us know any idea that comes to your mind at any time. We are noting and checking them like all the time. Like team is asking me every day, I see what happened. Is there any idea they gave or what are they their uh feedbacks? And I'm reporting all of them. Oh my so, god. Oh yeah, just know that it is it's so um important for us guys. And thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for being super active in community and being nice to everyone. You guys just build a great community, which have great shit all day long. Like Thank you. 
And thank you for inviting me to SoloCast. We yeah, love no you in SoloCast. It was a great experience. My time has been a little limited lately, and, and it will be for probably another month. Um, so I haven't been able to put out as many episodes as I would like. But if I, I'd like to also give a shout out to all the other people. There's so many that I wouldn't be able to start mentioning specifically by name. But, you know, you know who you are if you're active in the community. Um, we really appreciate you guys as well. You're no more important than we are. We all play an important role in, in, in building this project. And if you if there's anybody else out there in the community that would like to participate in the SolarCast, just shoot me a DM. I'd be more than happy to get you on so that you can have your voice be heard and, and, and throw your ideas into the audio pot. So with that said, I think that's pretty much it. And I will hopefully have another episode in the next couple weeks. So thanks, Icy, for jumping on. I'll see you in the chat. Thank you, I see you. Thank you, Thank you guys. So much. Love ya. So, I see you.